Welcome to the Joe Contractor Show, a podcast created by three regular Joes. The Joe Contractor Show is a place where trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners looking for solid advice and amusement can hear stories of great success and great failure in the turbulent and unpredictable world of construction. On the Joe Contractor Show, we dig deep into the realm of remodeling and construction. We chat with construction trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners alike. We support local independent contractors and those who put their trust in the hands of these capable and hardworking business owners and tradespeople. We discuss construction and home maintenance from multiple angles, and we do it with compassion, purpose, and humor. Listen as Lori Merrick and Sam, along with a wide variety of guests, explore topics related to construction, home ownership, small business creation, and more. A quick reminder, don't forget to send your questions to questions at joecontractorshow.com. And after you've done that, please take a moment to hit the like button, subscribe, or talk about us tomorrow morning at the local coffee shop. We appreciate feedback and critique, and it lets us know that you're out there and that you care. All right. Hello, everyone. Sam, Merrick. Hey. Hey. Welcome uh, welcome to the Joe Contractor Show. Yeah, this is great. You guys look a little sweatier than normal. It's so stinking hot. <laughs> oh, it's that. I think we complained about it being cold all winter, oh, no. and now it's you know hot all summer. It's just too hot, though. No, you can't like see it. us, but Sam's hair is looking real pretty. <laughs> Everyone's a little moist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's favorite word. <laughs> well, that's our guest chiming in already. Um, are you going to introduce our guest? Yeah, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> I'll do the honors. Uh, we have Save Sarah me. Lekovich with us, and she's from True North Roofing. And it is um, uh, a pleasure to have a woman roofer for me on our on our show. And I'm really excited to learn more about her. I know a tad, and I and so I'm really excited to dig a little deeper. Yeah, if you haven't noticed, dear listener, there is a theme there. We do try and feature females in construction, not like we're. We're doing it. It's not. Uh, we're not trying to push an agenda on you or anything. But we want you to understand that there are women in the construction world and we as well. We've done pretty good about percentages of who we interview, yeah, male we have, and female. We have men on here too. Yeah. But yeah, you might hear more more women voices in this. So hi, Sarah. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Glad to be here. A little hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's a warm one out there. Yeah. I, and we're back in the warehouse, and it's a. Uh, a lot warmer in here in the summer. It's not hot, hot though. It could be worse. Yeah. No, it could be worse. But the but, AC isn't uh, doesn't make it back here. You no, there isn't you one. Cold <laughs> this one in here. No, no, not yeah, at all. we wouldn't be good Minnesotans if we didn't like give the weather a little a little time. Oh, there. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and complain about the heat. Yeah, what about you know, those roofers on top of uh, the roof? <laughs> Did you oh, let them off? Are today. they working today? Uh, or the last couple days? In the days? morning. Yeah, we're off before it gets really hot. Okay. Yeah. So you've been working how like. With the when the sun comes up, mm-hmm. yeah, well, within city code, so it, it ordinances, you know, we start with the appropriate start time and then try to get them off before the heat really yeah. gets kicks in. Isn't it eight o'clock or something? It varies per city between Commercial seven and seven. eight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even know there were city codes about oh, that. Oh yeah, you have to I stop suppose. at a certain time too. Somebody mm-hmm. can, you I can never get a stop. ticket. <laughs> we were on a restaurant and yeah. we got a ticket for working too late. Huh. 
Yeah. I just always just I knew, but I just disregarded it. <laughs> Merrick. <laughs> Aren't we surprised? Well, we try to be neighborly, so. <laughs> that, that's the thing I never started before nine anyway. So I guess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be me now, nine to five. Or... Yeah, so it didn't apply to you. <laughs> no. Well, maybe maybe the like eight o'clock at night one. <laughs> yeah, no, I work late. I, my, I work second shift, kind of, in construction. <laughs> right. That's what I tell my clients, anyway. I'll be here around 11, and I'll stay until... 11. I mean, you might want to feed me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> how many crews you got out there? How many roofs are you working on? Um, well, right now, we're a, a little slower with the heat, but I have two main roofing crews. I have two siding crews and a gutter crew, and then I have three service techs that are constantly running around doing repairs and different work uh, around the metro. Wow. So, how many people is that? A lot. <laughs> yeah, we could add it up. I'm going to say 16. Yeah, well, no, it'd be more. Like Each roofing crew is probably about eight people. Oh, wow. Um, and then siding crews, generally two to three, depending upon the home. Um, the gutter crew is usually about four, again, depending upon the home. And um, you're not working in the winter, though, right? Uh, no, I mean, we'll do repairs and small siding, jobs, um, with snow removal from roofs, okay. um, some siding, a little gutter, but otherwise it's, it's very slow. We stop, uh, roofing, uh, end of October, early November. That's yeah. just so the, sh- the shingles can seal. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, but you do a lot of different roofs, right? You don't just do shingles, asphalt shingles? Yeah, predominantly asphalt shingles, um, but we also have a product I love. It's called Euroshield. It's a recycled rubber roofing. Um, it's ninety-five percent recycled tires, so we get to. It's very what? eco-friendly. Oh yeah, I and love it. And it's shingles or, or flat roofs? No, it's it goes on the on the slopes, so oh. it works. Um, it it can look like um, a, a shake or slate. Uh, it's a really awesome product, um, and it's uh, you know it's made out of rubber, so it's the like ha- the hail just bounces. The right hail off. bounces right <laughs> off. You can shoot. You, there's actually videos of people shooting hockey pucks at it, and nothing. It doesn't. It doesn't even. It, what dent. does it look like? It like looks like slate or three foot. Yeah, I should have brought a is sample. Is it like a, like a, a, a piece of shingle? Yeah, it's it's about about four feet long. Okay, um, goes on with with regular screws, it locks in place. So it's got the wind seal and the the hail hail proof. So you got your class four. Uh, shingle. So, what's the lifespan? Um, they're saying fifty plus years. Wow! So, so a lot more expensive. Yeah, it's about the price of a standing seam metal roof. Okay. So it's about double that of an asphalt. Huh. But then you're not replacing your roof, right? For a so long materials time. and right. labor are yeah. more than right. Yeah, mater- so the same price is, is like metal. So yeah, it's more than asphalt. Yeah, but similar to the metal roof. Huh. So if you're in the market for a metal roof, then you're in the market for a recycled rubber roof. And can you put solar panels on it? Yep, you can. Wow. Yeah. Where is this product from? Uh, it's out of Canada. So made in North America. Company's oh, been around. Yeah, I know they're Canadians. awesome. <laughs> they're so awesome. Like they're always ahead of us, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not to turn this into a sales pitch, but, you know, yeah. an average roof saves about thirty tire, uh, 300 tires from going into the landfill. Wow. So, like, if that's something that you value, I mean, and then you're not putting asphalt shingles constantly back into the, the landfill. Right. Because uh, most roofs, with, with all the weather, climatic changes we've been seeing, I mean, you're lucky your roof will go six, seven years now before the next hailstorm comes. Right. So, they're not lasting that 20, 30 years they used to. So The insurance sure. companies need to be yeah. promoting this. <laughs> Yeah, so if, uh, like, by comparison with an asphalt roof, is this twice as expensive? Is it? Yeah, twice as expensive. That's a, it's yeah. roughly yep. exactly yep. twice. Okay. Pretty much. Yep. Is this your favorite product then? It is my favorite yeah. product. Because <laughs> I'm like, I want to know more about this yeah. one. Yeah. It's, and I offer it to my clients. Yeah, it's really awesome. I should, I'll bring you some samples. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's other options beyond just asphalt that, right, that right. are good. You know, and I'm sure you know we're not. Uh, you're, it doesn't sound like a sales pitch. It sounds like you really like this stuff. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I replace my roof, this is going on. It's yeah. sound deadening. You, I mean, oh, yeah. it, it helps yeah. with everything. You know, and as long as you have your proper ventilation in there. How does the snow slide off? Uh, you still have to put your snow guards on. Okay. Just like you would with a metal But it roof. is slipperier than asphalt, Yeah. Right? Yep, yep. You don't okay. want to walk on it when it's wet. Oh, yeah. Just like that. a metal roof. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Sure. So with the metal yeah. roof, you can put on your metal shoes, and that helps you stay in place. Yeah. But with the rubber roof, you're not going to stick to it that yeah. same way. I don't like walking on roofs anymore anyway. Oh, the view's no. great, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, used I, I used to roof. I did not, you know, professionally. Yeah. I did, kind of. I worked for a company that did roofing and I did roofs with them for like a year in college but that was a long it's time like ago. painting we all did some I, I did painting and roofing when I was starting in college you, yeah you know, just for extra cash you yeah. call that with character my, development oh god <laughs> yeah it's exciting it totally too. is yeah um yeah, but it, I, you're right it was always kind of fun sitting at the top of the peak there yeah, and mm-hmm. looking out at the world but st- now I get sort of I fell oh <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fell several times, but I hurt myself. I broke my wrist. Oh no! Uh, refinishing a cabin, and and ever since then, I'm, I've got this like fear of heights. But anyway, so you've got uh, crews all over the place. Definitely. And siding. What's your favorite siding? I like Hardy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks really crisp. It, it hands up. It, it lasts within our climate. What so. about the trim pieces? What kind of trim pieces do you put on that? Do you use the With Hardy? The hard, yeah, the Hardy trim. trim yeah. Yeah, and then with the um, the soffits and fascia, we usually go back with aluminum. Mm. It's just a cream, uh, clean and crisp. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's pretty. Okay. So, how long have you done this? So this is my third year owning True North Roofing. Previously, I was co-owner in another roofing company, uh, but before that, I was a college professor. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay, so wow, that lines right up. I want to hear about this jump, this jump here. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's well, so I, were we. We all were college professors, too. <laughs> no, I, I did omit one. I did, I did work for unions. I recruited for unions between. So I was, I was a college professor. I taught um, at uh, North Hennepin Community College and River Falls, and then I picked up adjunct in other places. Um, and I, uh, I loved it. I love teaching. I love students. It's, like, super invigorating. What and, classes? Uh, communication studies, so interpersonal communication, gender, business, uh, public speaking, my favorite, everybody else's least favorite, really? but yeah. when yeah. you leave, you love it, so it was <laughs> 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 a lot of fun, um, and, and higher education is so, so important uh, for, for specific people, depending upon the career that you want to go into, but our culture pushes students towards a four-year degree with way too much force, and it puts students at a disadvantage. They, they think, they don't know what they want to do, but they're just told you have to go to college you have to go to college and so I'd have these students coming into my classroom that were not ready for college they didn't have like the Maslow's basic needs like they didn't have housing they didn't have food they didn't have childcare, or whatever the different needs were and they would fail out so the first thing they did as an adult or young adult was you know fail at something mm-hmm. huge and take on tremendous debt mm-hmm. and right. there was no safety system for them um, and it was very disheartening And uh, so then I had an opportunity through the unions to go work uh, over at St. Paul College for a program called Trading Up. 
And it was a program that um, when I went in there, it was like 10 pages. It was a theory. It was an idea that they had got funding for. And I was able to turn that into an actual brick and mortar program uh, where I worked with unemployed and underemployed folks, women, people of color, people coming out of the prison system uh, and help them find actual livable jobs with great pay and no debt. So yeah. that and does that fun. still exist? It, um, I don't know if trading up still exists, but apprenticeship for sure does. Yeah, <laughs> right. so wow, that's amazing. Oh, Good I loved job. it. And then I was recruited from there to go work for uh, Construction Careers Foundation, which is the similar program but focusing more on youth. So trying to catch the youth before they fail in college, because mm, um, nice. a lot of uh, folks would come into the building trades at about age twenty six, twenty eight, because they mm. would fail at life first and then find, <laughs> you know, and so. <laughs> and just went up. <laughs> well, that's, uh, well, I've said for years, if you can't make it anywhere else, you can always get a job in a kitchen or in construction. Yeah. Like, these are the places that will take you. But yeah. that's funny. Oh, yeah. And you can come in with, you know, all sorts of different backgrounds. But so we wanted to try to catch them. This program existed to try to catch them before they, you know, failed at life in some way, shape or form. And, you know, bring trades back into the the high schools because with the No Child Left Behind, they removed all of the stuff that we probably took, you know, when we were in middle school and high school, all the shop classes, the woodworking, they were all gone. They turned them into technology. Um, So with Construction Careers Foundation, I traveled around the state, talked about apprenticeship. I talked to counselors and parents and legislators and, you know, just trying to bring this other, you know, post-secondary option back to youth. And so they could feel like they were being successful. I mean, we should encourage students who want to work out. Not everybody's meant for a cubicle. I'm not. We actually promote (laughs) that on the show. Yeah, Yeah, none of us are. Several of their episodes we've talked about this and promote it. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you know, electricians and and licensed trades, I mean, they can easily make six figures. Oh, yeah. Nobody talks about that. They make more than, you know, educators. So we'd have these tours that we'd go on and the teachers would come up to me after and they'd be like, I have a lot of student debt. Could you think I could do this? I'm like, you sure can. Yeah. (laughs) So. Right. But so, so I was doing that and I loved it. And, you know, I'd have these students that come in and we'd give them a power tool and their eyes would spark and they'd get all excited. And that made me really happy um, to see that happening. And then I realized, like, I was sparking, too. <laughs> Sure. So right. I actually am a third generation contractor. I have a family history of the trades. And ah. so here I was unintentionally finding my way back into the trades. Yeah, so that's once it's in your blood. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, you can't get rid of it. No. You can't. no. <laughs> Even if you want to. And there's and I, osmosis when it's in your family. <laughs> <laughs> well, I realized I had all this, you know, and then I found out I'm very spatial. I didn't realize that. So yeah, spatial reasoning was strong. <laughs> Yeah. And but you run a but you run a roofing company. Like yeah. do you do you understand like do you go roof yourself? Like have you ever done that? I have. A, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't have to now. No. I have. You wouldn't want to. <laughs> not this <laughs> week for sure. Definitely no. not today. Yeah. No, but you but but you can speak with knowledge when yeah. you're looking at things, which is helpful. You know, not just helpful, it's necessary really if you're gonna run that company. But. Why roofing? So th- that was the company that I opened up with a with a, a, a co-partner, um, and it was in roofing. My family history is in siding and gutters. Uh, they did oh. some roofs, right? Okay. But it was predominantly siding. Um, so it wasn't completely unfamiliar. Um, and when the opportunity came up to, you know, co-own a company, I was, again, I was sparking. I was like, everything in my body said jump. 
<laughs> right? And yeah. you get those feelings and you just, you know, I was at the age where I don't ignore those regardless of how ridiculous it may have <laughs> felt like I went and had my <laughs> master's degree, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. So I just follow that gut spark jump instinct and here I am and I love it. Yeah. Oh, it's a hobby. Oh, and I, it, it, you know, I opened my company. I thought I'd do 10 roofs a year as a hobby on the side of my other oh. main job. And <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't, that, I don't work at that other place so anymore. Did you, so you closed the other one down? Did that business close down? So or did I was, you just, I was you... working for Construction Careers Foundation representing oh. unions, trying to bring youth into apprenticeship. And then I ended up bringing myself. I recruited myself into the trades. Okay, got it. Got yeah. it. And you're not union, though, right now. No, I'm non-union at the yeah. moment, yeah. Ten roofs a year as, yeah, as, a, t- yeah. as a hobby. As a hobby. <laughs> to, what, to what's your volume now? Uh, my first year, I did two point, or one point, bleh, I can't talk, 1.2 million. So that was a much, first year, my year. first year. That's great. Yeah, and wow. I have increased that tremendously. So yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Have you had a hard time finding help? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like the trades folks, I have no problem finding trades folks. They, they come to me. It's, it's amazing. It's like a, 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 a program of attraction. Like I have more people who want to work for my company than I have work for, which is a wonderful thing. The, the most difficult part has been finding sales reps. So really, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's sort of the cushy side of of roofing yeah Yeah. and so do do, the sales rep also do the estimate no okay nope they just have to go and meet the client and sign the contract and hand it off (laughs) it's it's a hard job i mean uh, the sales the sales end of it you know lots of rejection you're going it's competitive you have other companies out there a storm hits and you got you know a big do i mean are they are they chasing down leads though like they're not out cold calling or no we don't do any door knocking all all of our leads are hot leads they come to us and i just disperse them well that's different do you do all the estimating then yeah so if it's an so we do uh you know with all of the storms that the twin cities had recently we have a a fair share of of insurance claims so they you know the insurance will make an estimate and then we'll supplement uh when it comes to retail you know then we do have to do the estimating so i do most of the estimating for the sales reps although we do i do uh, have a couple programs where i'm training them through uh how to do yeah i mean most of that's done remotely now right it does like you get the picture, the satellite yeah. picture of the roof, and yeah, you just measure it. I mean, yeah. roofing is one of those things that, um, you know, I do tile work and stuff, but it's it's nice because you can figure out a square price, you know, mm-hmm. like a per square or whatever. But um, and it doesn't really deviate much. Like here's how many shingles we need for this space, and that's how much it costs. Right? Yeah, I yeah. think the hard part sometimes for them is they have to get into the attic. So because we we every roof we do we run a full inspection of the house top to bottom. So we're checking out the ventilation and do they have the you know is the is the attic breathing because that's part of the roof ecosystem. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably well, the you're scariest. talking her language mm-hmm. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Building science. That's yep. Did you see me light up? Yeah. <laughs> I love to see people light up yeah yeah you know there's a lot of there's eyes that blur sometimes when yeah. i'm talking and i'm like oh. attics are terrible spaces too that's cobwebby yeah hot <laughs> crawl spaces or knee walls yeah do you and i do you do super insulated roofs so that you are uh, making it uh, better for 
have not having ice dams? So we try to focus on the airflow. I haven't done the super okay. insulated roof. I know we yeah, previously talked it. about that. Um, but so what we most most of the homes, especially in the Minneapolis and St. Paul area, just don't have adequate venting. I mean, even some of the new builds don't. But um, so well, our all main, the old ones don't. Yeah, <laughs> all the old ones don't. They didn't understand venting. It's just the tip no. of the iceberg problem. And yeah. on the old homes, you know, they might have three or four attic spaces. So you have to look at them each individually and then figure out how to vent those. And so it, it can become a little complex, but it's, you know, there's, there's different technologies. So we use a lot of what we call deck air, which is where if they don't have the soffit space underneath to have the, the net free area to bring in the, mm-hmm. the, air. the, yeah, yeah, the intake, intake. Um, then we will put in some deck air, which is like a, it's, I hate to say it, but it's not quite accurate, but it's kind of like a ridge vent. So you cut a long strip, mm-hmm. it's about three feet up from the eave, and then you mm-hmm. put in the deck air. Um, and, then and that's that, just an intake. That is hmm. the intake. And then you oh, cool. you go back with an exhaust at the top of the roof, and then the exhaust changes based on the shape of the roof. Um, I don't generally go back with any sort of like the box fence that are typical. We'll go back with either a whirly bird if it's like a, a you know, they have a very short ridge line, or we'll do the ridge vent. Huh. Yeah. So not the turtle vents? No turtle vents. Huh. Interesting. I, the only time we use turtle vents are if they have like a little conditioned airspace that doesn't have a ridge. So it's like a like a little porch area where it goes right into the wall. Are you doing calcs on all this stuff too? Then or yep, okay. calculate everything. Yeah, yeah. nice. It's a lot so of math. in my house, the you know it's is it vaulted? No, I, I mean it's a story and a half, right? And there's there's no I'm sure there's no airflow in any of that, like. Maybe up in the in the peak yeah. a little bit, but the rest of it, there's nothing coming from the bottom going up to the top of that roof. Yeah, just gut it. You'll be or yeah. tear the whole the thing's decking off. Persisted. It's from 1950 <laughs> something, and it's doing well. So yeah. I think I'll just, I'll just leave it. <laughs> it's got, yeah. it's got uh, three. With, then you, but two by four rafters, and then you have no insulation. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, there's. It's tough on those three and a half. So they're the, yeah. probably the hardest for insulating stuff. Yeah. Do you do of, do you do any calcs or, or give advice on the insulation since you are in the attic then? Um, we'll, we'll work with another insulating contractor that we partner with and then try to tag team that because I don't do the insulation. Yeah. So we'll have we'll bring them in or we'll give them a suggestion. Like we have two or three that we generally work with and mm-hmm. then we let them choose who they like. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, if they don't have sometimes that space between the knee wall and the the peak, there's there's baffles. Most of the time there's not. And so you've got to treat those as separate air spaces. Yeah. I mean, ideally, you would have that knee wall go up through that that peak. But no, no, not usually. That's very rare. Yeah. We did the one today that we did had baffles in there. We were all celebrating. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) The previous contractor put in baffles. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Things that make construction folks happy. Right. Like like celebrating. Yeah. Uh, It's not done totally wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in my house 20 years and it's got three tabs on it. And they were old when I got (laughs) I should probably call you. (laughs) I don't even think you can use those in Minneapolis anymore. I don't think so. And there are some three tabs you can use, but they're mostly just continued. And the the three tabs, you know, supply and demand, capitalist society, they're... 
they're not cheaper than the architectural, so you might as well just Anymore. go architectural. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. True. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. These, were, like these were like heavy duty ones from yeah. way back when. I can tell they're a little. Yeah. They're not the super dirt cheap ones. But anyway. <laughs> do you do flat roofs? We do do some flat roofs. What Most you- mostly um, within the like it's everything's residential. So okay. I'm not doing the big commercial. Okay. Uh, so we're just doing a lot of like the modified butement, you know, or some EPDM. Depends on what the homeowner wants. Do you so. use Duralast? No, I haven't okay. used Duralast. So we use uh, my my supplier's ABC. So I use Mule Hide. Okay. Yeah, I haven't used that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of the same products, but they have each supplier has like their brand. Right. Yeah, of course. But, so you know, right. modified Butman is like what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like tissue versus Kleenex. It's like we're speaking a foreign language. <laughs> <laughs> true. That is true. Yeah. So um, how do you? So you said you get a lot of, you get your leads. How do you, mm-hmm. how do you get most of those? What's uh, your main source of leads? Do you want to divulge this information? No, I think it's perfect. <laughs> so if you're a, if you do good work, you get more leads. Oh. Like it's a referral. Mm-hmm. So, so most of yours is word yeah, of mouth. Word of mouth. Uh, yeah. Majority of them. I do, you know, we have signage, like we put out our yard signs for multiple reasons. Um, you know, just make sure the crew and the supplies go to the right house. <laughs> yep, I suppose. Uh, that's helpful. Oh, I got a good story on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to hear that. Well, because, you know, you hear the stories that, you know, every contract, like every roofer will tear off the wrong house at least once in their career. And I'd like to not oh, ever shit. be that contractor. That's never happened to you? Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> it is a goal of mine to never do that. Oh, so. that's like amputating the wrong arm if you're a doctor well, or except something. Except you can put the roof back on. Yeah. yeah. Well, not ah, the original roof. The homeowner, <laughs> probably not going to miss their roof as much as they'd miss an arm. I get it. No, they're generally happy. They got a new roof for free, you know. But still, yeah, you would not want to have that happen if you could avoid it. I, and somebody just told it. me that happened to them or their neighbor or something. Yeah. They get up and their roof is gone getting torn off. Well, so I as don't a, who it was, but yeah. As a communication professor, like I over communicate so they get a picture and they get the address. They get a whole worksheet with everything. I sort of it. think it's fascinating that your professor roof. <laughs> you know, I mean, Sarah Lekovich, professor, professor roof yes. uh, installer. Yeah, that's Works. weird. It's yeah. my new nickname. Being an excellent communicator in construction really sets you aside it does. from the majority. True. Yeah. Really oh, yeah. good point. Yeah, there are a lot of. Uh, you don't have to be fantastic at communication to be in construction obviously because there are a lot of people who aren't yeah Yeah. and i mean we oh go ahead it sets you above for sure you're right mary it does yeah definitely Mm -hmm. yep yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so, Professor Sarah. Yeah. Professor Rufus Sarah. <laughs> yeah. I was told one time too during I was on in the union as a carpenter, mm-hmm. and then they're, they're like, "Hey, I just heard that like you graduated from college," and I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> right. I'm like, because I'll be your boss someday. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got a degree. <laughs> So, uh, so you started this one all by yourself. Yes. From scratch. From scratch. Ugh, I just think that's nuts. Like, yes. Yeah. So three, <laughs> so, good. Good. You know what yes, I mean? It is. Three years yeah. ago meant COVID. Right? It was in the middle of COVID. Yeah. I was, I was actually, I had, it was the middle of COVID, you know, my, I was, you know, working for CCF and nothing was happening because of COVID and the kids right. weren't in school. And I was like, we're going to Mexico. <laughs> 
and I, I rented an Airbnb and we went down to Mexico because they didn't have the flight restrictions yet. Oh, okay. And I'm, I'm there and I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm going to open a roofing company. Then yeah, I decided I think I need to take on something yeah. really tough. <laughs> <laughs> I need a challenge while I sit here in Mexico. Well, again, remember it was going to be a hobby. It was, I was and gonna, actually, that's yeah. not a bad uh, choice during COVID because yeah. you're outside. Yeah. So it's yeah, a good good choice for that. I know people with hobbies. Like, <laughs> I mean, generally, like, you know, it's refinishing a damn sailboat in the backyard or something. You know, like a hobby. I might might go find some roofing crews that want to do some roofing with me. I don't know. It just doesn't strike me as a hobby. But, I'm yeah. not just giving you shit. No, I'm sorry, it's all right. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate it. I totally uh, admit I'm cut from a very strange cloth, but yeah. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. I like it, though. And, and you're running the company, and, yeah. you're, and you're doing that alone. Well, I have a team. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, so um, I've grown. So, you know, originally it was is me, and then and, um, I had... Um, a production manager um, that came was with me, and then I brought on uh, a sales rep, and we just you know started growing as everything everything grows. So now I have you know an office manager and an amazing administrative assistant and a production manager. Also, I mean it just it just is growing. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's great. And scheduling, probably somebody doing the scheduling. Or... Well, I still have too many hats on. Okay. but yeah, yeah. This is a, you know it's third year. We're we're yeah. we're in growth mode. Um, you know, and I'm still figuring. I added employee benefits, which I'm really proud of. Oh, nice. That was a huge priority of mine. I'm always proud of mine, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, ha, ha. Doesn't that feel good? <laughs> it really yes. does. Um, you know, and they, I offer a great PTO and, yeah. you know, continuing education because, you know, the more educated you are, yep. the better you can be at your job. So and my goal is to have them smarter than me at what they do. Wow, that sounds like something I've said. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be. then you can pass the hats and, yeah. you, don't, and they're, you know they're doing the right shit out in the field, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's more fun to work, uh, you know, I've owned my own business over the years, and I we never got big enough. I tried to add benefits and stuff, yeah. you know, and worked for a little while, but then we just ran out of funds for that. But anyway, um, it's fun to work with people who are happy that they're working for you, though. Yeah. And it's fun to be an employer who does the right thing, I would think, you know. It, it feels really good. Yeah. I mean, seeing folks come in so I take a lot of green folks who are new to the area or have you know differing levels of skills but I see that they have potential and so like my favorite is my administrative assistant Michaela she's just phenomenal and when she came to me she had never had a career right and um, I needed help and her mom was a Facebook friend of mine and had sent her my way Uh, she's gonna be temporary and now she's been with me for a long time Um, but you know she came in having only had like retail positions and hourly jobs that never lasted more than six, seven months. And so I was the first place that she lasted a whole year plus. And that was a huge, we made a huge celebration for her. Um, But I've seen her just grow tremendously personally and professionally. She's blossomed. And, you know, that feels really good to know that, like, she did that in my, like, place of work. (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know, I've only known Lori for a few years now, but I think your your staff your the culture of your company is awesome like that too yeah it's you know why would you want to go to work if everybody was all pissed off all the time you know what i mean so when i walk in you know and they're happier not always but when i see them come back a lot of times they might come back to the office or warehouse here and have a beer together and i'm in my office going they still want to hang out after a hard day of work and they're coming back here to have a beer yeah yeah 
It's, yeah, yeah it, 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 that makes me happy. Yeah, you find out what makes them spark, and then I try to create paths for it. So like Tracy, my original sales rep, she loves ventilation, and she loves training and safety, and I'm like, run with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. so she's weird, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're the island of misfit toys. <laughs> we fit well together. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. And those are just things that most people run away from. Yeah. You know, safety and... Whatever. Well, it's, it's refreshing stuff. And, refreshing yeah. to hear because it, it, roofers are notorious for go slam out a roof, be done, move on to the next one, and they, you know, I've, I, here's a story of my friend's uh, family business down in Northfield. They hired roofers for their commercial flooring space or furniture space. I don't remember what it is. They talked it all through. Came back the next day or whatever. They got the roofers are long gone. And, um, you know, one day probably. <laughs> right, right. And they had not put one vent back in the roof, oh. including uh, backdrafting flues. The flues were backdrafting down into the, into the space. Oh, jeez. Because they just put the roof on. I, I'm going to guess it was a flat roof, but put it on and, and didn't even, and, you know, took the flues off and... And never put anything back on. It's easier wow. if you don't have all those penetrations. <laughs> <laughs> it goes a lot faster. It's more streamlined looking. You know, right. aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, right. I mean, really. <laughs> Maybe they won't notice. <laughs> oh, no. That's horrible. So it's, yeah. it's very refreshing to hear that, yeah. you know, that you're doing the right thing and caring yeah. about well, we make About our mistakes roofs. too, you because, know. Because yeah. roofs are, you know, notoriously even my roofers. <laughs> I've had to train them. The ones we use. Not that I wouldn't use you after this, because I probably <laughs> <expensive>. will. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's better. I'll pay no, the price for good. That's right. That's right. We have, we have this discussion a lot, but I'm like, you cannot put your cigarettes. You can't be smoking when you're putting a rubber membrane on the roof, <laughs> and don't leave your cigarettes in the gutters, so yeah. they know that. And use a magnet really, really good. <laughs> Flip them off the top of the roof? No. no. Don't be pissing in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. But these are all real things that happen. These are roofers. Oh, these are roofers. Is, roofers are notorious. All right, tell me, yeah, tell me what you think about a roofer. I mean, peeing in the backyard, that's kind of harsh, Lori. <laughs> I know. I, I mean. Where are they going to go? Well, <laughs> <laughs> At least they're not peeing off the roof. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I got they'll different just, standards. I don't know. Just pee down the vent. They had framers that left bottles of water up in the in the area that they framed out this new space, and it, and those bottles of clear bottles of urine. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Very I guess, but I, I'm not, okay. Do it, but take it with you. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I had a couple of couple of rough folks like that when I was contracting that I had to pull them aside and say, look, like I. I love you. I love the work you do, but you got to stop swearing so loudly, like from the rooftop. You know, they're yelling at everybody. Get that fucking shit up there! Like, ah! right. Got clients. You need Dinah. Like, yeah, like, like I'm, I'm not trying to lose all the work of the future. So. Yeah. All right, we should take a quick break for the half. All right, here, let's but, do it. All right. We will be back to the show after a few quick ads from our valued sponsors. Wonder Woman Construction is a Minneapolis-based, woman-owned, residential and commercial construction and electrical company. Lori and her team pride themselves on their commitment to long-term green and sustainable building practices. 
And they apply their deep understanding of building science to each project they take on. They are dedicated to the complete satisfaction of every client. One more thing that you absolutely cannot miss about Wonder Woman Construction is the fact that every employee loves what they do and truly enjoys working with each other. The best projects are those that are done by happy people. And Wonder Woman Construction is full of happy people. Visit WonderWomanConstruction.com to get started on your happiest project ever. Kinetic Legacy is the company that powers the Joe Contractor app. Their unique platform blends the good parts of social tech with their one-of-a-kind data organizing system, giving communities, large and small, a safe, private space to stay connected and to keep information and memories organized. If you and your community have a shared purpose or passion and are looking for a better way to stay connected, contact Kinetic Legacy today at kineticlegacy.us. Find out how groups from contractors to campers, tribal communities, unions, and alumni organizations are finding their way to meaningful new spaces in this increasingly digital world. Again, that's kineticlegacy.us. Reader Home Restorations is a Minnesota-based, full-service residential general contracting company specializing in the repair and painting of historic homes. Whether your home needs repairs, painting, or remodeling, Reader Home Restorations has got you covered. We understand that every home, client, and project is unique. At Reader Home Restorations, we pledge to give you a long-lasting product while paying close attention to client questions and concerns. Check us out at www.readerhomerestorations.com. That's Reader, spelled with two E's, homerestorations.com. The Joe Contractor Show doesn't let just any old company put an ad in the middle of a show this important. They have to pay us. Send us an email if you're certain your business should be featured on our show. All right, we're back. Second half. This is, so if you don't know, the second half is usually where we get away from the the work stuff and just talk fun stuff. Okay. Kind of. You know? (laughs) Less focused. Uh, The work stuff is fun stuff. Yeah, I know. Well, it's your hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Totally fun. Yeah, we're talking hobbies. So back to roofing. Do you have any any other hobbies? Like like regular folk kind of hobbies? Yeah. Yeah. So I play hockey. Okay. I play uh, defense and goalie, and I love to ride my motorcycle. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Maplewood, East St. Paul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What position? For hockey? hockey? Oh, you just, um, you yeah, just told just, me. What yeah. I was going to ask you yeah. is which level, division? Oh, so I play Hockey Finder um, and then also Wham. So in Wham, I'm Wham. C, C1. Okay. I just started playing in 2019, yeah. so I'm still pretty new, but yeah. it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. like you just learned how to play? Yeah, I just learned how to play hockey. Yeah, yeah that's great. We have yeah. a few things in common. When I was 30 and I had my youngest son, he loved hockey and skating. Loved it. He could hardly, he wouldn't get off the ice. He would just... He'd pee in his pants, right? <laughs> so I'm like, and I wasn't good enough to help him and hold him up. So I'm like, I better learn how to skate. Yeah. So I joined a hockey team. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> what level? <laughs> I, and I think it was just like C1 or something yeah. too. Yeah. And I played for a few years. But it was, it, was a, it was a super great way to learn. 
And um, hockey is really fun. It's so fun. Yeah. I love it. And when my skate hits the ice, everything's gone. It's just me and the puck. Yeah, it's all you're thinking uh, about. It is fun. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that I'd think being a goalie would be fun, but <laughs> I just started. It's a blast. Is it okay? Yeah, I think I'd like the goalie part. <laughs> it's a lot of equipment. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. State puff marshmallow woman. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. And riding a motorcycle, what sort of uh, what sort of bike have you got? I have an Indian Chieftain. Um, so it's an 1800 silver. It's a touring bike. Uh, the furthest I've been is Utah. Wow. Um, I love it. Um, unfortunately, starting my company, I haven't been able to go on some long. I love the long tours. Okay. And I don't get to do that. But next year, hopefully, I'll have what built. Year? Uh, 2016. Okay. Yeah. She's, her name is Moxie. Moxie. Because <laughs> I name my bikes. <laughs> uh, and do you go alone or do you do uh, go with the group? Um, both. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice just to clear your head and yeah. enjoy the road. And other times it's fun to share it with people. So. so it's a more comfortable bike. So your head doesn't get heavy from the helmet or anything? No. Or neck sore? Okay. Mm. I just remember that I did that once, and I'm like, oh, never again. What on a on a big bike? And it was a it was just no, it wasn't very big. It was a 450 Honda Nighthawk. Oh, and I went into Wisconsin, and I was like, this is uh, this is not really meant for me. I'm not good in. I'm I'm a wimp. Like long (laughs) long distances, you didn't care for anything. No, my head, my neck would hurt. Mm, Yeah. Well, maybe you didn't have a windshield or something. I didn't have much. Okay. <laughs> Probably wasn't much of a helmet either. No. Just yeah. one of those old heavy ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's different when you have a windshield. And I've got a yeah. Honda. Okay. But a 1700, the ST 1700 or whatever. So, But I've never ridden with anyone. We can all go for a little ride. Not a yeah. long one. Yeah. I've never actually been on the road like with another cycle. Huh. You know, really? Yeah. So I, I showed why. Sam my little... Toy last week. Yeah, I've got a, cool. I've got a, a a Russian Ural sidecar, Ooh. and my dog loves riding nice. in it. Those are so <laughs> sweet. Do you have doggles? She hey, she does. Yep. <laughs> uh huh. And she doesn't like them except for when we're riding in it. And they really are. They she likes them then. That's awesome. And that just makes people smile, and that makes me happy. Yeah. I'm laughing just thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, you can see the tongue flapping off the side of the mouth. She, does, she leans out the sidecar yeah. like this, and wind's coming. Wind's flapping her ears. Yeah. It's fun. That's cute. adorable. Yeah. No, that's a fun bike. It yeah. is. Yeah. It, yeah it's, a, it's only a 750, but it's big enough and heavy yeah. enough. Yeah, that's But it's plenty. not going to be like... Riding with the with the the big boys and going fast because it does not go fast. Well, there's different bikes for different things. Like I was looking at a 350 Bullet, like just for touring around town. Because yeah. sometimes the big bike is just too big yeah. to just you know that's, tinker about. That's mine. Yeah, yeah and to go slow. <laughs> yeah. It's not that fun to drive around just town. Yeah, it's, I have a Cadillac. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, well, Utah. You guys hit the road, high highways, and I'll be in puttering around town. <laughs> you know, you don't have to go fast to enjoy the motorcycle. I mean, just yeah. touring around the lakes yeah. or going up and down the rivers, super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the bike I've got, you have to go fast. <laughs> it's just it, it it demands it of you. It scares me sometimes because I've got kids, and you know. Have you found the governor? There is no governor on it. It's all power. Uh, it's, it's pretty screaming fast. But. Yep. So what else do you do? Hockey. 
You got kids? I do. Um, I have two children. Uh, my eldest is a senior this year. So that's exciting. They become an adult in September. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Legally. Yeah. Legally adult. Yeah. yeah. And then um, my youngest is entering 10th grade. Wow. So we're looking at getting the driver's license soon. And Scary. Yeah. That's. Oh, I'm going tomorrow to get my, my oldest, my 16-year-old <laughs> is getting his driver's license. We, we have to drive up to Duluth because yeah. there's oh, no. Jeez. There's no it's slots still like else. that? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So how is that for you? Like doing the behind we haven't started the behind the wheel we just did the permit like yeah oh with any of them well no my my eldest has autism so they don't drive yeah but um my youngest just took the class but we haven't she hasn't like got the the uh confidence up yet to go take the test so hopefully next week and then we can start the behind the wheel so any advice on that it's tough i mean yeah I feel bad for the kids a little bit about that because when I was a kid and I grew up out in Elk River, but when I was a kid, like we drove the farm vehicles and right. stuff, you know, there was always something a lot around. of practice. Right? Yeah. There was yeah. something you could drive. My dad, when I was like 14, he was falling asleep and, and we were going on a fishing trip and he's like, just get in and drive, you know? And like, <laughs> okay. So I drove for three or four hours, I, you know, but and it was a stick, and we were on the highway, and I had a must tone a boat. But <laughs> he still laughs. It just gets better and better. <laughs> this is great. Like, remember that Drinking time? Drinking beer. <laughs> is the eight-track player gone? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, no, it had a full-on tape. It was a Pontiac Sunbird. <laughs> tone a boat. That's anyway, awesome. but the kids, the kids don't get that experience these days, really. Generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people drive like crazy in town. And so if you live like around here and you want to give them a good, like, you know, like you got to take them out to the country yeah. and let them drive on country roads mm-hmm. for a while. That's my yeah, advice. I had my, my 15 year old daughter's got her permit. Okay. So anytime, you know, I pick her up, she's like, you know, dad, get out. And right. She, you know, driving my big F one fifty around, I'm just no, like, don't scratch bad. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at least I know that you know it's nice in a big truck though, because uh, not like a lot more protected. Or, yeah. You know. And then, so my my thirteen year old, we were up at the cabin last weekend, and I let her drive, and she got to drive all around the dirt roads around the. She did great. Perfect place. Yeah. I this was a couple of years ago, but. Tyson, when he was uh, 14 or 15, he's like, can I, we were up in Battle Lake, a small town, no one around, the streets are all empty, can I drive, Dad? And I said, sure, and he got in, and he, like, like drove right at a car and wasn't going to stop, <laughs> because, you know, there's, like, too many things going on, yeah. and they don't necessarily know at first, and I thought, well, that was dumb of me, to, <laughs> to just trust that he would know yeah. how to do it. I am, uh, I wasn't that parent that was good and patient. I said, here's the keys, go practice. <laughs> I don't well, want to be like in the that. car with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I learned just by taking my mom's car after she'd go to bed and driving around. Of course you friends. did. You little troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> but you get really good when you're, you know, risking yeah. getting caught by your parents or the police. I mean, that's really, I became a really good driver by. There, there's your lesson kind of for your kids. Behaviors. They'll be really good if you <laughs> if they steal your car. <laughs> so young people that are listening to this, 
<laughs> no, don't I've, do that. I've had her in the, some back roads and farm fields and things. So she's, you know, and then we do the go-karts. Go like you go out to Cocado, you can drive really fast sure. in a go-kart. So yeah, yeah, that stuff yeah. gets them yeah. trained oh, a little you. bit, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you can't just throw them at it. And I don't know, it's tougher. It's just different. Uh, you know, kids are growing up a little differently than we were. It's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's different. Pets, dogs, cats, rabbits. No, I have children and a job. <laughs> I, 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 hobbies. Yeah, hobbies. Lots of hobbies. No, I don't have time for an animal right now. So eventually, yeah. maybe. I hear that. But, I can barely keep a house plant alive. Yeah, those, they do suffer. Um, <laughs> house plants are hard. That's a, that's no, almost okay. the same. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, I, I mean I, the struggle is real with some house plants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, but we've hosted exchange students, so that's like a, another hobby. It's Definitely. not quite a pet, but you still have to feed it. So. <laughs> I like the way you're framing it. <laughs> it's uh, it's finally work. Have you ever hosted? Or anything? Um, no? I ha- did some soccer players um, that were came in, coming to play up at Blaine, mm-hmm. and so they we'd hosted a team. Our Blackhawk St. Paul team hosted a team. And so we had That's fun. some Costa Ricans stay at our house. But I also had uh, international rental houses. So we, I got to meet a lot of people from all over the world. That's awesome. Yeah. And then COVID hit. <laughs> and then they had to leave. And then I was, had no money coming in on my home rentals. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, COVID. I've not hosted anyone other no. than my own three children, you know, which is <laughs> more than enough work. I was installing some tile the other day, and it was handmade very rustic uh intended to be uneven and you know so it was all screwed up and i told the client Um, you know it it, like it really when you look at it uh that kind of stuff drives tile installers nuts because they're like it's not straight you know right but i told the client it it reminded me of my kids like even though they're a little fucked up i still love them Most of the time. How'd they get like that? You know? She was like, excuse me? <laughs> Nature or nurture? Yeah. <laughs> 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 My kids don't listen. So to the show, so it's oh, okay. okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> that you know of, <laughs> right? Right. right. What's their trouble. Snapchat again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know where they are these days online. You know, yeah. it's such a weird. Snapchat's probably already dead, isn't it? I don't know. I'm not on Snapchat. No, that's, it's it's <laughs> that's alive so two years and ago. well with my 13. Oh, is it? That. Is it? Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's so hard to figure out where exactly they are when they're on their phone sometimes. But whatever. so, what do you do in the winter when uh, when your business isn't? You got some siding and repairs, probably. But yeah. what else? Do you take some downtime or? Well, I just we ha- I have what I call my winter list, which is always growing because I'm, I'm building. So I'm, I'm working on SOPs and building out systems and, and just building back a house processes. So then I'm ready when it gets because the summer months are crazy. I bet. It's like seven days a week. What kind of stuff do you days. build? <laughs> well, <laughs> so we're trying to get I'm trying to get systems in place. So I have you ever read the EOS um, book traction? So yeah, I, I'm a visionary. Yeah, I'm not definitely. I'm, yeah, we, I'm, yeah, I'm smart. I can do systems, but it's not my favorite thing, right? So I am trying to build out things that I don't want to do and hire people to do the things yeah. I don't want to do. Sure. Um, and, you know, 
even though I'm a you know former communications professor, we still fail at communication sometimes. And every complaint we've had from a homeowner is lack of communication. Always. And they end up feeling unheard, unseen, unvalued. So like right now, we're just like crazy building out SOPs. And how can we better communicate? What automations can we do? How can we make this whole process more streamlined and less complicated? And that is my winter project okay, <laughs> every and, winter. And not, Get not, back to me on that. Yeah. 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 Not because I don't know, because because I, I'm sure I do, but what is an SOP for our listeners? Oh, who, sure. Who no, maybe don't I, know. jargon. Uh, it's a um, standard operating procedure. Ah. So when we get, so for example, like when um, uh, an order comes in for a roof, what happens next? Who's responsible? How does it get delegated? Who communicates to the homeowner when we're coming? Who communicates to the supplier, the crews, like all of the different things? And then what are their steps and their processes? So it's like a, a really large data map for yeah. each step of the way. Oh, Merrick's like, love that. Merrick's lighting up <laughs> now. <laughs> so anytime, anytime we get a complaint, I'm like, learning opportunity, this is a broken SOP. This yeah. is where we need to plug something in. Is it somebody? Is it a new role? Or is it just an automation? Like, where did we go wrong? Am I, de- am I, so I have a marketing term. Am I developing a handout that we're going to automatically email to the homeowner? You know, just, those are just, well, I do. <laughs> well, we're in the, <clears throat> I mean, this show is sort of in support of some software that we're building that does, is, you know, some of those things nice. are in our repertoire. So, yeah. Yeah, because believe it or not, there isn't a ton of software being built for small companies like that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So you're, uh, you're playing around with that stuff. and Definitely. You're, <laughs> yeah. And learning hockey. And so, learning hockey. Yeah, and being hockey's the, in the winter, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I do hockey year-round. Do you? Yeah. And then I'm, I'm super nerdy when it comes to learning things. So, like, I wanted to be coached, and there wasn't a lot of clinics out there for adults. There's some. But so I created my own clinic just for me and then invited other people to come to it. Oh. <laughs> Who's coaching you? Uh, his name is Rob Little. Um, so he's a fabulous Fabulous coach. He was in retirement for three years, and I kept emailing him every five to six months. When's your next clinic? When's your next clinic? Can't wait to go back to your clinic. And finally, I was like, hey, Rob, why are you not, like, what is the 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 missing link to keep you from hosting this clinic? And he's like, oh, I hate, you know, I don't like to find the ice and recruit the people. And I'm like, right. I got you. <laughs> Let me take wow. care of that part. You <laughs> take care of the clinic part. His name yeah. is very familiar. Yeah. Yeah. He's been around. He's very talented. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And so now my clinic, which is just another hobby, has a waiting <laughs> list to get in. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. It sounds like you build successful things. <laughs> it's yeah. that visionary thing. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to build things that... <laughs> That don't work for a while. At You're least. a visionary. I am a visionary. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I've realized that over the last many years that um, there's a creative side to to me that allows me to do things. It's just hard to get it all put together. Yeah. I'm sure your professorship helps. And, yeah, for sure. You know, your professional life yeah. probably led you. I, my professional life didn't. I haven't yet had that training, so I have to find mm-hmm. partners like these two to help me Definitely. do all the things that I'm not good at. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all need those partners. I mean, you have, you know, you need an implementer, like an, in, uh, what is it, is it integrator? That some, so someone who can take your ideas and help make them come to fruition. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that's uh, that's the plan. It's a so. team. It takes a team. Definitely. It does. It does. It always a village, works better a family, with a team. Whatever, yep. 
Yeah, it's never as fun doing it all alone anyway. No, and it's not as successful. No. You know? you, how much can you do by yourself, right? You're, you limit, you're very limited. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And you have you hit a wall. Right. And then you're done. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. Yep. Really good to get rid of those hats, too. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten rid of a few, but... Do you have a Do you have a goal for your business? To are you gonna pass it off to to sell it, or do you plan on doing it for a long time, or do you? Do you That's no. still up in the air. So, like, I I want to build a legacy. So, my grandpa started his company in 1962, and it's still around. My uncle runs it. My dad used to run it. I want to buy it when my uncle retires. <laughs> but um, and so you know, I I'd like to continue something like that. So whether mm-hmm. my children choose to follow that, I don't know. But it would be nice to see, you know, a woman-owned company continue to to prosper and, and keep moving. And, you know, my company is very woman-focused, LGBT, people of color. Like, this is a place where you can be seen, valued, and heard, you know. Um, and we're equal opportunities, so we do have some white straight men, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, yeah. I mean, being inclusive doesn't necessarily mean excluding either. Right, you know? exactly. It can it can feel that way a little bit sometimes, the way the the our culture wars have kind of led yeah. us to this polarization yeah good point you know but it's That's not an excellent point yeah oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> i did something good for a, for a white guy yeah <laughs> for a middle-aged white dude not, not bad with the hawaiian shirt <laughs> yeah, we'll give you one one point <laughs> no but it just you know it feels good to build something where other people can feel like themselves and where homeowners can feel like they're comfortable i mean one of the the stories that led me into you know creating the different core values that i made for my company is like I network a lot and there was um, a lesbian company that had hired a contractor to come into their home and put in a new kitchen which is a big thing it's like very exciting you're finally getting this kitchen remodel which is incredibly expensive and disruptive to your life for a very long time mm-hmm. and so they had a what they thought was a good experience with this contractor and they you know the, the contractor had called and left them a voicemail with like the final you know everything was done it was just that final little this is the bill that you owe kind of thing and they're listening to it, and it was the point where he thought he hung up, but he didn't. Oh, no. And then he went into this huge homophobic tirade. Oh, and, no. And I'm like, oh. The, okay. <laughs> so, so it was a lesbian couple that mm-hmm. had the company the con- do the work? Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, just to have that kind of an experience. Oh, and so that's it, just it's shitty. Just, it's super shitty. And, like, you go from this elation to, like, oh, my God, who is this person who I've trusted to be in my house? In your on, house. It's a very personal. I mean, I'm still, personal. like, close friends with most of the people yeah, I did right. pr- big projects for. So yeah, Well, that's just... Not good. You hear story after story like that. And so like I try to I you know, I'm I'm on different boards and I work with different contractors and I try to like, you know, you know, they're like, What do I do? I have a gay couple. I'm like, treat them like a couple. (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's the part that it really does sort of just fly over my head like like what do you mean? They're just people. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Why would that be any different? Right. Yeah. But it's it's I nice just to treat them like people. Yeah, they're uh, just human beings that are giving you a nice paycheck. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're giving you some money. Well, yeah. And, and finding discomfort with that for any reason, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But but you know, it's just what your experience is and what you've done. I mean, I I worked at Filio in Uptown in the 90s or whatever 2000s and it was like that was a nice place <laughs> yeah it was a great place and yeah you, you just couldn't be weirder than the rest of the weirdos you worked <laughs> with so like you know that it it 
I mean, I was already um, on the path toward feeling inclusive of everybody before that, but that really cemented it, I think, yeah. or whatever. And so that it doesn't make sense to me that you yeah. would have an issue with well, that. Well, an inclusion goes the whole spectrum. Like, you know, it doesn't mean you're just on the left and I'm including everybody there. It's everybody that I deal with. So I yeah. think that's important too. Yeah, I find, uh, I find myself equally irritated with uh, the right and the left at mm -hmm. this point and their lack of desire to include people. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it, it does cut both ways. I think, I think it's more of an issue than ever because people are making such a big deal about it. I it's know. Everything. Everything. Thought about everything it has to be more and more until, extreme. You know, you know, right. Yeah. And so, like, when I'm talking to my sales reps and we're training and we're talking about inclusion, it's like, you know, stop focus. You know, we're, we're trained so much to focus on the differences. I'm like, right. find the commonalities. Where do you have the similarities? And, and stay there, you know? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> we're not a political show, but no, I'm sorry, <laughs> but, but we're all in no, all part of life. It's fine. I think this is <laughs> yeah. life stuff, and it is. You know, I, I mean, I think humans are so funny because because we can we can mate with any other human, right? So, if, like in the animal animal kingdom, if you're a dog and you fall in love with a cat, like you're not having dog cat babies. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work. But humans, because we are all human. We can fall in love with anybody, yet we tend to, to position ourselves as like, I hate all of those people and I hate all of yeah. those people. Like, we're all just human. It's, it's okay, you know. Yeah. So, so. My little rant. Yeah, but, well, you yeah. Know, I used to have, this is, I, I grew up on a farm, right? And uh, was, I was a lonely child out there because <clears throat> I was Aww. more social than some of my family, I think, just out of the way I, when I was born. Well, I would, I would, summers were a drag because you were mm. out of school, nothing to do, 10 miles out of town. So I would lay in the grass at night and look up at the stars and think, there's somebody else looking up at the stars from a whole on the other side of this planet here. And you know we're and we're so different from each other, but we're so similar. Definitely. And, if, and then the next thought was, if there's a, a UFO up there, they're looking at us and going, "Look at them fight! They hate each other. This is a piece of cake. We can take over this planet." <laughs> well, when I was, and they in, all look alike. Yeah. If they've flown here from some other planet, they can take us over pretty easy. <laughs> Their technology is better than ours. I'm guessing. We'll see if they need some ventilation in that UFO. <laughs> no, when I was at the UFO. Them for my my grad program, I lived in U of M family housing, and it was a nice like it was it was a global village. You have all these different folks there, and the one thing I learned there is that whining for a four year old is the same in every language. <laughs> True. So there's oh, that's we're funny. so similar. similar. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Well, I there think we, we solved all the problems. Well, we did good. We talked good. roofing. Aliens. <laughs> um, yeah, motorcycles, <laughs> aliens, roofing. Gosh, I don't know. I think we did it. Yeah. Pretty successful. <laughs> successful episode. <laughs> I really like our, our guest episodes. We've taken a little break from them and did some other some other shows, and they've been fun, but this was really fun having you in. Oh, it's been an honor. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, it was way more fun than I even expected. <laughs> so if, if there was someone out there in the world and they thought they might need a new roof, how would they find you? Oh, well, you can find us online, uh, truenorth-roofing.com. True, true uh, you can Google us, you know, we're Googleable, we're on Instagram. Yeah. You can also just type in, call the shingle ladies, and it will take you right to my website. Huh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know how people do <laughs> clever things like that. 
Um, so you're on Instagram. What do you do on Instagram? <laughs> I'm just curious because roofing and, you know, I mean, do you put videos on Instagram? Oh, I haven't really got into the reels yet. But what I try to do is show the human side of, of roofing. So I encourage a lot of selfies for my team <laughs> yeah. and showcase the worker uh, so you can connect the ideas. And if a, if a you know, client is on our social media, they've, they've met us before we show up at their door and it's a little more welcoming and friendly uh, and then of course we show off some of our products so i like it yeah yeah I've, I've just been curious like what would what would being more involved in socials do for my company or something but i don't really know yeah. I, I think that's a good point my I, the first thing i do when i look up somebody's business or subcontractor whatever it might be or design architect or builder i go to the first thing i do is about Mm-hmm. I don't even care about the pretty pictures. Anybody can do a pretty picture. Yeah, they're do, maybe not even theirs. No, they, I know. <laughs> that's exactly right. So I go to the about to see who they are. And if they don't show who they are, I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. This is, I want to know who you are. Yeah. Darn it. I got to put, I got to put, put your face on stuff there. Yep, got to yeah. put your face up. Man, I've changed since I put that up. I, I need to go into my website and like adjust who I am to who I am today. <laughs> yeah, I'll put up, I'll put up one There's of the shots. From, Might be a little old. Yeah, from, from when I was in my 20s. And my, my beard wasn't gray. and <laughs> I was looking good. Uh, anyway, well, Sarah, thank you. Thank you for coming in. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. So True thank North you. Roofing, if they need to find you, they will. Yeah. And uh, you, can, you can do roofs for them. So. There you go. All right. All right. Thank you. Until next time. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to another amazing episode of the most important show out there. Before we go, we want to thank you again for supporting us and for all the lovely things you say about us on social media. Shows like this grow with help from people like you. And remember, keep sending us your questions. We really appreciate the stories and the great insights we gain from our audience. We also want to remind you that you can buy shirts, hats, and more at joecontractorshow.com. Be good to each other, and we'll catch you on the next show.